episode 18. 18! This podcast is old enough to fight in a war, old enough to buy lottery tickets, old enough to buy a pack of cigarettes, some pornography. <laughs> 18, what else can you do when you're 18? Oh, you, you can have consensual sex when you're 18? That's good. Okay. <laughs> 20 and 20. The podcast about investments and stocks and uh, building up your 401k. My name is Pat. I am your host. Today is Thursday, February 18th, 2021. Broadcasting to you from my basement studio in Chicago. It's 11.38 a.m. Happy to be here. Hope you're doing well. 20 and 20 is a rapid fire review show. I do review 20 different things in 20 minutes with the help of a stopwatch. Let's get into it right now. I've got a a lot to say and not so much time. So I'm going to take out that stopwatch, hit go, and let's begin. Finally saw the movie Uncut Gems. Took me long enough. All of my friends have been hyping it for seems like two years. And I just let it, I let the ball drop. What can I say? Um, watched it a couple nights ago, the night of the blizzard, Kathy was stranded at work and I plopped myself down on that couch after the kids had gone to sleep and I watched that dang movie and let me tell you, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I haven't had that much fun watching a movie in years, years. The Safdie brothers, um, the directors and I think the writers of the movie did a fantastic job. The pacing is feverish. The, um... The the dialogue is tremendous. Adam Sandler turns in a great performance, as does Kevin Garnett. The babe, Julia Fox, did awesome. Even Adele Dazim did fantastic in her role as Adam Sandler's wife. Dear Lord, I love that movie. Can't wait to watch it again. I mentioned that I watched the movie on the night of the blizzard. The next morning, I was wondering how I was going to get Peter to daycare, how I was going to get Alice to school. And then I realized, listen up, folks, I got a car with four-wheel drive. There's nothing to worry about. Yes, I got a little bit stuck. I had to get the shovel out. had to clear a little bit of a path behind my garage. Nevertheless, I put that bad boy in one gear, and I just went, and I just got myself out of that alley. I was the second car out. I could tell someone had driven over the snow first, but it hadn't been a while, and, um, and it was a little bit treacherous that day, but... Shout out to my Subaru. Used car. I know four-wheel drive is more expensive. But, you know, we got in the door for under five grand on that car. It's old. It's got a lot of miles on it. But hopefully it lasts us a couple years. If you can spare the expense, I recommend going four-wheel drive in the Midwest. Uh, It just makes your life a whole lot easier. Having to push so many cars out this winter, those were all two-wheel drive cars, right? Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, you have probably been kind of cold as of late. Yes, it's been cold outside, and you're maybe wondering, man, maybe it's time to get a new winter coat. Couldn't agree more. A good winter coat goes a long way, and once you start researching winter coats, you realize you have to make a decision. Do you want to use a coat with goose down or synthetic down? I'm not going to weigh in one side or the other. They both have their pros. They both have their cons. Goose down is warmer. Uh, for the most part. Goose down is not water resistant. So if it gets wet, it loses its insulating properties. That's bad. So if you get a coat with goose down, you're going to want to make sure you have a raincoat over it if the snow is really wet or if it's raining. 
Synthetic down uh, still insulates when it's wet. It's not as warm. It's a little bit cheaper, um, but yeah, you know, it's made with plastics. Goose down, of course, some people have ethical um, concerns about how that's uh, harvested. A lot of people are doing, a lot of brands are doing recycled goose down, so uh, there's a lot of gray area. Find a coat you like, make sure it fits uh, what you're looking for, and buy now because their coats are about to be on sale. Okay, maybe you want to buy something that is aspirational, like a pair of sandals. I love a good pair of sandals. Last year, I bought a pair from the brand Waltzing Matilda. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. Great song and a great company. Um, really nice leather on these. Good footbed, comfortable straps I can tell are going to be in it for the long haul. Use them for one season, and they still look pretty dang new. So I'm talking flip-flops, thong sandals. Uh, they come in a variety of colors. Uh, I believe they're made in the United States, and uh, you really can't go wrong. Look up Waltzing Matilda online, and you'll see their selection. Pretty good, pretty good. All right, I went to Trader Joe's last week. I, I talked some smack about their tortilla chips. I'm going to backtrack a little bit, and I'm going to praise something that they sell. It's the Everything But the Bagel Spice Blend. Um, if you've had it before, you know exactly what I'm talking about because it is amazing. Imagine you are eating an Everything Bagel. And there's the poppy seeds and the sesame seeds and the salt and salt around the outside. Well, what if you just took all that and you put it in a little shaker and then you can apply it to whatever the heck you want? That's the everything but the bagel spice blend, okay? I've been sprinkling it on sandwiches, definitely on toast. Um, put it on some avocado toast the other day. It's freaking delicious. It's a little heavier on the salt than I think most bagels are, but uh, that's why it's so good. This is terrific stuff. I think other companies make it at this point. I bet you could get one from McCormick's or from some of the generic brands that you see at the Jewels. But for my money, I'm going sticking with the original, the everything but the bagel blend from Trader Joe's. And that brings us to our underrated, overrated, properly rated for this week. I'm talking bagels. We've got three kinds that are under consideration today. We've got the plain bagel, the everything bagel, and the cinnamon raisin bagel. Plain bagels are overrated. Who is ordering a plain bagel? If you have the option to get any flavored bagel, why would you not go with that? Sesame seed, poppy seed, you know, like something with cheese melted on top, some jalapenos, go with that. Plain bagels are just boring. Um, I don't, here's where some New Yorkers weigh in. Well, you're not getting the right bagels. Well, I don't live in New York, okay? I live in Chicago. We don't do bagels that well, so I'm not getting the plain ones. The most boring crap ever. Everything bagel is properly rated. Everyone loves an everything bagel, and there's a good reason for that. It's because they freaking rock. Everything bagels are the best. I'm getting those 90% of the time. Every so often, I'll get a cinnamon raisin bagel, and I think those are underrated. Here's the trick, though. I'm going to mix a little savory cream cheese on there. I'm going to put some veggie cream cheese or some jalapeno cream cheese or some chive cream cheese. I understand this is a hot take. Some people are going to want to just go plain cream cheese. Some people want to go with butter or some jam or some peanut butter. Not me. I like the yin and the yang. The the <laughs> I was going to say the quid and the pro and the quo. That doesn't make sense. Um, cinnamon Raisin, underrated. A band that I've been listening to a lot this week is Sunday's Best. Sunday's Best have sort of fallen off the radar altogether. They're no longer a band. That has to part of the reason why. Sunday's Best recorded albums for the Polyvinyl label in the early 2000s. I believe they put out some of their first recordings in the late 90s. They play sort of a blend of emo, like Midwest emo, kind of like Mineral or um, early uh, Jimmy Eat World. 
and their their last records, their most mature records, sound a little bit like Death Cab, but they're better. The singer's terrific. Twinkly, American football-style music. If that sounds appealing to you, I just recommend you check them out. I like the Californian the best, but I was reminiscing with my friends Steve and Rob uh, this week about the whole catalog, and we agree that the whole catalog is pretty damn good. So check them out. The band's called Sunday's Best. I was thinking recently about the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, and I just have a small point to make about how we can maybe make uh, the vaccine a little bit more palatable to people, and that would be changing the syringe emoji, <laughs> iOS or uh, Apple or whatever, whatever it's called. The syringe emoji looks so foreboding, like it's got blood in the syringe, it's like squirting, it's like glass, it's old school, it doesn't look anything like a syringe you would use in uh, 21st century. I recommend just going with a very simple design, no blood in the vial, just clear, a little bit more you know, modern looking, thinner. That might warm people up a little bit to this vaccine. I don't know. Just a thought. This week, Supreme dropped their Spring Summer 2021 lookbook. And as with most seasons of Supreme, there's stuff I love and stuff I do not love. Stuff I outright think is ugly and I hate it, but cannot deny Supreme's influence over the whole menswear and streetwear zeitgeist. And so I looked at all these pictures and I decided there's some jams in there, okay? The box logo hoodies from Cause, those are good. Like the box logo hoodie is good. Most of the variations are good, so that's good. Uh, they did some t-shirts that I really liked, a couple of the ARC t-shirts. Some of the really simple ones looked really nice this season. You can't go wrong with that. They had a bandana fleece that was trash. I, I, like, I don't know who's buying this. They had a Notorious B.I.G. all-over print shirt, which was really not my jam. Um, they had a flannel that was gorgeous, like a beautiful flannel. And that's the stuff that like ends up not being sold and goes on sale at the end of the season. So be on the lookout for some deals around like their flannels and their their less logo heavy stuff. That's where you you want to be looking. They also put out a lime green suit. It's it's dope, okay? No tie-dye from Supreme. They don't really do tie-dye, so it's not a surprise, but a lot of people last year, last summer were asking themselves is tie-dye done? Is tie-dye in or out? Is it is the trend over? Is it finally over? It's been going on for years now. And I actually just did a little bit of dyeing in my basement. I put some snow on top of some socks, did some dyeing, cooked up some natural dyes on the stove. So I'm still kind of in on the tie-dye thing. I, I think maybe it's a lifetime uh, fascination for me at this point. I just think it's fun. I enjoy wearing it. I enjoy doing it. People I sell to and I give to seem to really like the stuff I make. So tie-dye, you know, if the style world moves on you could still rock it it's never going out of style just ask any deadhead okay speaking of deadheads vampire weekend has been compared to the grateful dead a lot in the last couple years and you know i'm not sure that that's warranted but i see where people are coming from vampire weekend put out a father of the bride a couple years ago it was a pretty awesome lp they just put out two new remixes of the song 2021 one by goose which is a jam band out of Vermont, I believe, and another by a young saxophone player named Sam Gendel. Both songs are 20 minutes and 21 seconds long, so the EP is called 4042. I enjoy both versions. I think the Goose version, the jam band version, is actually a lot better. I've warmed up to jam music over the years. Mostly, I think uh, it sounds less like a jam band and more like almost like cosmic jazz. It's like it's pretty out there. It's, it's psychedelic. It's a little... 
uh, funky and jazzy, and I really do enjoy it. The Sam Gendel piece is a little bit long-winded. Uh, it doesn't cohere nearly as much as the Goose piece. It's a, it's it's good in its own right, but I probably won't return to it too much. Uh, I do recommend the EP in general if you like that style of music, if Vampire Weekend appeals to you, or if you, you just want to try something new. If you want to try something new, why not make a little bit of music? I have used all different sorts of music, or uh, equ uh, equipment. I've used all sorts of instruments to make my music of my own. Uh, lately, I got back to GarageBand, which is the program that's on every Apple laptop when you get it. I believe it's on the phones and on the iPads as well. And it's just a pretty powerful like music-making piece of software. Once you get the basics down, there's a lot you can do with it. I'm not saying you're going to be Burial overnight. You're not going to be Aphex Twin, but you can make your own electronic music. You can make your own little ditties. You can just have fun with it, make some soundscapes, make some ambient jams. It's something to do instead of just like if you're bored with the routine, put on, open up GarageBand, cook up some music. I would love to hear it. You know, why not? It's fun. I'm back at it. So if I release some stuff, I'm sure I'll tell you. If you're listening to your songs back, could listen in a pair of rinky-dink earbuds you can listen on your crappy laptop speakers or you could invest in a really good set of headphones and that's what i um, did a couple years ago the brand is master and dynamic they are awesome they make high-end uh headphones i have a pair of bluetooth headphones and i got to admit they don't sync terribly well with my devices i don't know what the deal is i've, I've tried to troubleshoot it but once you do sync them up they are some of the best sounding headphones I've ever had. Uh, actually, the, definitely the best sounding headphones I've ever had. I've had Bose. I've had uh, a couple other brands that are like high end for Best Buy, but these are a step above, and they look really cool. Um, they make them in a couple different finishes. You can get them wired. You can think they're doing an earbud now, and they also make a tabletop or desktop Bluetooth speaker that is gorgeous, like a piece of sculpture. So check out Master and Dynamic. If you're in the um, market for new um, music listening, you know, headphones and stuff like that. Uh, if you're in the market for delicious cheese popcorn, look no further than Okie Doke by the company Jays. Jays is a Chicagoland staple. You know we love Jays in Chicago, and for good reason. They make killer chips. Their cheese popcorn called Okie Doke is freaking delicious. I've been eating it since I was a kid. Something nostalgic about eating that okie doke? No, it's not as good as like Garrett's, and it's not as good as some of the um, some of that you know cheese popcorn that you can get fresh at an establishment. But for bagged popcorn at the grocery store, okie doke is the way. It's bright orange bag. Um, there's nothing more to say. Kicks ass. Moving on. This quarantine has been frozen pizza city for me and my family. Has it been for you? What frozen pizzas do you like? Why don't you hit me up at newexperimentalhours at gmail.com. But before we talk about that, let's just say you are about to cut your frozen pizza. You reach into your drawer. What are you grabbing? Uh, pizza cutter, I hope. Here's, the, what th here's what you need to do. You need to invest in a really awesome pizza cutter, okay? Get one that is steel, obviously. I know they make them in plastic. No, steel. You want steel. You want one that's heavy. Heft. Heft is key. I've been talking about heft on this podcast for 17 episodes. Well, episode 18, I'm still talking about it. Obviously, you want one that is dishwasher safe. You want one that's going to stand the test of time. So if the price is too good to be true, uh, that's because you're buying a piece of crap. 
pizza cutter. Get a really good one. The one I have, I've been using for years. It still cuts pizza great. I use it at least once a week. I wash it at least once a week. Still sharp. Still going strong. The hinge looks good. So uh, shout out to whoever made that. I have no idea who. Probably Target. Okay. I like making sandwiches. So sue me. It's something I do. I eat lunch at 8.30 in the morning. I eat a sandwich almost every time. I could tell you what I put on my sandwich. I'm not going to do that, though. You don't deserve to know. Sure you do, but maybe one day we'll get together in person. I'll make you a sandwich. Let me just say, I put banana peppers on sandwiches as much as I can. I love banana peppers. I love jarnera as well, but banana peppers always, always get put on a sandwich. Here's the thing about banana peppers. Just like with a pizza cutter, uh, if the price seems too good to be true, that's because it is. I brought, I bought some... Uh, generic, I think Target brand or Jewel brand banana peppers the other day. Half of them were those like ends of the banana peppers that are all crunchy and there's like a root in there. Gross. If you get the Marzetti brand, just a little bit more money, you're just going to get perfect banana pepper rings. None of that end crap. So go for that. Put it on a sandwich. Put it in your uh, salads. Uh, you'll thank me later, okay? Another thing I'm doing lately... I've spoken before about how getting back into reading is important for me, but I want to get back into it the right way. And when I was doing most of my reading in grad school, I was reading 70, 80 books a year, which is a lot. Not anymore. Now I like to savor a book. I'll read it over the course of a couple weeks. Mostly it's because I just don't have a lot of time with the kids, but I also will pick up a book for 10 minutes really enjoy a chapter, a couple pages, put it back down, revisit it the next night. And uh, I've been doing that with my Jersey Kosinski book. I did that with the Elton John book. Shout out to Elton John, three episodes in a row. And I just think reading slowly is underrated. I know a lot of people approach reading as if it's some sort of contest. Like, I want to read 100 books this year. I think that's the wrong mindset. Read a couple books, but read them well. Read them to retain and really cherish and savor that, uh, that literature. Okay? All right, icicles, 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 as far as the eye could see, icicles. It's been a little melty during the day, so we're getting icicles, and I've been thinking about how icicles, what do I have to say about icicles? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, moving on. Uh, Blippi is a children's music and television star. One funny thing is that on Spotify, under the name Blippi, you're actually getting most songs that are sung and recorded and written, I think, by a guy named Nicky Notes. Blippi is just sort of in the background as his hype man. Occasionally he'll sing along, but Blippi can't sing. It's Nicky Notes who's doing the singing. Nicky Notes does a great job. Before I move on from Blippi, I want to shout out all the solos that they play. Some of them kind of got a Jerry Garcia vibe. One of them sounds just like my friend Kyle. Some of them are like really melodic and exploratory solos and in ways you wouldn't expect from a kid's song, and I've just, I've been going all in on the Blippy music. If the kids are going to listen to something, I I kind of wish it were Blippy. All right. That's for the parents out there. If you're, if you don't have kids, don't touch Blippy with a 10-foot pole, okay? Last but not least, we're coming up on topic number 20. A notable Republican pundit, D-Bag, died this week. Not gonna say his name. Not gonna honor him or tribute him in any sort of way. Not gonna dignify him. But he died, and it was a good thing. 
And there was a little bit of a conversation, as there always is when someone evil dies, about whether we should cheer, whether we should congratulate ourselves, whether we should celebrate the death of this bad person. And I say, why not? Who cares? Even wishing someone dead. As if, like, you wishing someone dead, you, like, you know, whisper some essence out into the world and it goes and finds that person, tracks them down and kills them. No. I don't believe the world works that way. I don't believe there's any sort of, like, karma I just think you can just like straight out hate the way a person has affected society, has affected the way we, you know, the discourse, the way we talk about politics, the way we talk amongst ourselves about other people. And um, where am I going with this? I'm wandering off. But yeah, I, it doesn't offend me personally if you like wish death on some evil human being. Who cares? You know? And if and to celebrate when they die, maybe they deserve it. You know? They lived a... They lived a shameful life, and and they're going to die shamefully. This is a pretty bleak ending. Okay, if you remember anything from this podcast, remember, put here put uh, some banana peppers on your sandwich, pile of okey-doke, you're wearing tie-dye, you're sprinkling the, everything but the bagel spice blend all over everything, and you're watching Uncut Gems. That's the afternoon, okay? Thanks for tuning in today. This has been 20 and 20, and I am your host, Pat. I was your host last week. Oh my God. Will I be your host next week? I think you should tune in to find out. I really want to thank you for joining me. Um, stay warm out there. Hopefully this time next week we'll be enjoying uh, you know, summer in comparison. It'll be like 30 degrees. We'll be rocking shorts out there. In the meantime, hope you have a great week. Have a great weekend. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. And let's not compare it to birthdays. Or New Year's Eve or Earth Day. So buy a package of peeps. And put on a pastel sweater. And a pair of penny loafers. If you're anything like me, you'll always be.